0: Welcome to the CineMondo podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke, talking about movies, horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, always hopefully interesting. And sometimes we talk about movies that are that are not under the radar, kind of underappreciated movies. We talk about really mainstream stuff sometimes, but um,
1: sometimes we talk about movies that are bad.
0: Sometimes we talk about good movies, and sometimes we talk about bad movies.
1: Sometimes they're not good. <laughs>
0: What's the last main tr-
2: mainstream movie you've seen? Because I can't remember.
1: Mainstream movie.
0: Yet? Probably one of those Marvel <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Gotcha. yeah one of those big Marvel one, movies.
1: Big Marvel. Thing. You know, I watch so many series now. I feel like I don't even.
2: I Have don't, you seen "Won't You Be My Neighbor"?
1: No, but I want to see that. That's the the Mister um, Rogers. So good. I do want to see that. It looks really. I good.
0: want to see that too. That's. He's a he's a a uh, public figure that I really miss. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Cuz he was such a nice person. And I like that he's a nice person, but he hasn't really been exposed as not a nice person, which is right. such a drag. <laughs> no. <laughs> so much of that. No me too with that.
0: Right. Nothing unearthed about oh. him, Fred Rogers scandals. Just
1: a nice
2: guy. Bring a hanky.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh boy. Oh, it's really sweet though. It's really. Ah. So it's a uh, makes you want to be a better person when you walk out of there oh i know what i cool. saw
1: recently yeah this is a total left turn from this great <laughs> sounding <laughs> red sparrow we just watched red sparrow oh how was that Ugh, so horrible really now let's talk about bad movies i feel like <laughs> this movie it was it was starring jennifer lawrence and it was directed by the same director who did hunger games so they obviously have a you know a relationship mm-hmm. they like to work together and that movie just felt like it was one excuse after another to put Jennifer Lawrence in lingerie or naked. Now I know I just like just probably got it like ten times more views by like explaining <laughs> that little plot point. Mm-hmm. but it' was ba- literally I was getting so tired of it. It's like every time you saw her come into a room, it's like, get undressed. It's like again, ah, it she's like a
2: double agent uh, like type Russian, of thing. you know,
1: mm-hmm. Russians yeah, know. red sparrows are like these women and men that they train to you know kind of like the americans but not even half as good you know where they train them to do what they need to do to extract information which usually involves sex
0: mm. isn't that hunger games i mean was, oh, wasn't she red sparrow and that or something what was she she,
1: she was, was like uh, uh,
0: mockingbird cat, or something or cat, catness or Katniss. but wasn't there a symbol like birds or something well one,
2: one fiery of the, bird w- one of the movies was called like uh yeah, Mockingbird. Something. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, boy,
1: We're sounding very knowledgeable right yeah. now. But you know, those aren't the kind of movies we like to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, so I would say Skipper and Sparrow, if you want to. It's not, it's not worth just seeing Jennifer Lawrence in lingerie to watch that movie. It's not. It's just not.
0: <laughs> well, I hadn't planned on seeing don't, it. so Just don't. Now I definitely <laughs> won't.
1: Don't do it. I know it made it sound kind of good. It wasn't good.
0: <laughs> I just watched The Last Jedi.
2: Oh, well. Last night. Yeah.
1: How would you like that? Uh, Don't say anything negative. All hell will rain down. I
0: loved it.
2: (laughs) It's always fun to watch a Star Wars movie.
1: I think so, too. I
0: like them. I like them so far. You know, they're doing good, I think.
1: Did anybody see Solo? I did not see Solo. No. No, I haven't seen it yet. No one's seen Solo.
0: I know. I think that's the general consensus. And actually, I
1: read good (laughs) reviews about it.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it's just, you know, A Star Wars movie is an event, and you sort of save up for it. And this was well, the last one came out maybe six months ago. Mm -hmm. That feels a little close to me, you know. Um,
0: It's also the the money grab. uh, The idea of it is a is solo. Then it's like the first Star Wars movie that was about one character. The other ones are about. The story S- Star Wars yeah. you know yeah. but this one was focused on one character we and kind of
1: interested in his history because I feel like that's one character I'd like to know more about even though I still didn't go see it mm-hmm.
0: but it seems like the other Star Wars movies might have done his whole backstory within the context of a huge you know other story, but this one just seemed. I think maybe people thought, oh, it's just a. This is going to just be a guy and Water his friends down. kind of hanging out and doing things and a heist or whatever. It maybe seemed like it was a smaller story when you think the Last Jedi. That's huge, and you know all the other titles. You know, they don't. They, this one just seemed like Solo. It was it's a smaller story, and that? Yeah. that
2: probably makes it a more fun movie in some way. Yeah, it know? probably.
0: I hear it's good.
1: Yeah, I've heard it was good, but I, I, none of us saw it. That's probably part of the reason it didn't do well, is that people just didn't want to go see it.
0: But speaking of Star Wars, what do you guys think of Robert Mitchum?
1: <laughs>
2: um, Wasn't he a Snoke in the last one? Wasn't was he, comp- was he some sort of like uh, CGI Snoke?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that was him.
0: No, he I was can't. CGI. I think there's no possible connection anyone could make between... No. Robert Mitchum in Star Wars. We
1: were doing some random. He's an awesome.
2: Uh, he's such an interesting actor. Yeah, you know his face and just his. his so iconic. His he's
0: choices. one of those actors that's that is so real and so good at his at the characters he plays that I kind of don't want to meet him. You know what I mean? Like if he were are yeah. still around, but he's one of those actors that's so um, convincing as a slimy, no good, dangerous person. He I feel, died 1997. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he is no longer with us. But he
1: Very can't meet him, Burke. Sorry.
0: He was so good in his films, and I and I assume he wasn't really like that in real life. But it's he's one of those actors that you kind of imagine he probably was a awful person in real life, you know. But he wasn't. He was a nice guy in real life. Yeah, he was an actor. <laughs> and <laughs> some of the movies we were talking about, we were talking about movies, old movies that are worth revisiting or maybe people haven't seen these yet, but, uh, Robert Mitchum movies. Let's take a look at some great Robert Mitchum films. What should we, what should we talk about? Well, what, what? let's talk about night of the hunter.
1: That one's so cool looking.
0: Yeah. 1955,
2: um, directed by Charles Lawton, which based is,
1: on a true story,
2: based on a true story that happened like in the early thirties, yeah, a man were, who
1: was hanged for the murder of two widows and children.
2: Right. Not and,
1: a nice person. <laughs>
2: And um, what I like about it, and there's just so many interesting things about it. There's so many interesting actor acting choices by Robert Mitchum and you know Lillian Gish and yeah. some of the other uh, people in the movie. And I think it's because Charles Lawton is an actor, you know. And this is the only movie he ever directed. Yeah, so he probably told them just kind of do the way you want to do it. Hmm. Like they wanted Gary Cooper for that role. Oh. Uh, Gary Cooper said no because I don't want to play that kind of character. And then Charles Lawton said, "We we need a this character is a diabolical shit." And Robert Mitchum said, "Present." (laughs) So he got he got the role.
1: Well, he did it with such a charming, weird appeal. You know, it wasn't like you just hated him instantly. He was, I mean, you know, you hated who he was. He was still, you could see why he was charming people and putting them off guard.
0: He had that vibe that I remember from when I was a kid in the South of the yeah. of the preacher, you know the preacher yeah. that everybody loves him, and I yeah. love the way the people in the movie they're just they think he's just the best man, and some lucky woman is gonna get him, and he's and and he's just this slime ball you just i mean I don't buy him for a second, you know he's 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 like. You know that he's got that way of talking that makes everything he says sound like he's preaching. You know we're gonna yeah, he has I, that lyrical speech. Yeah. Well, there's
2: a scene in the uh, well, basically he's a serial killer slash preacher, and he goes right. from town to town. And he was in prison with the guy who stole ten thousand dollars, and he wanted to find out where that ten thousand dollars was. And he goes to goes to the town and uh, meets up with the uh, the ex wife played by Shelley Winters. Who's also
0: great in this movie? She's
2: amazing in it, and uh, the two kids, and sort of ends up marrying her and trying to go after the money. So that's what his his whole whole interest. He is. sort of
0: zeroed in because he found out that the guy he shared a jail cell with had hidden the money somewhere, and it was I, I Peter
1: think Graves. Peter Graves, who's super hunky, like <laughs> what? And he was he good. Showed in this. up, yeah. you're like, Wait.
0: Yeah, well he does he does a good southern yeah. southern accent at the beginning, which is yeah. a, sometimes a pet peeve of mine when people don't get the accents right, but yeah. he he tells the kids, he tells the boy, you got to watch out for your sister Pearl. You got to make sure nothing happens to her. And I'm going to hide this money and it's going to make your life better than my life and you got to you can't tell anyone where the money is, not even your ma. So and, that's
1: the whole crux of the movie. Is where is this money? So
0: the boy promises, yep. and right as the police are coming, he hides the money somewhere, and you don't really know where he hid it. And so he goes to jail, and before he is executed, the um, his jail cell mate is Robert Mitchum, who uh, overhears him. I think he's talking in his sleep, and oh, right, yeah. he's talking about uh, say he says something I think that implies that the boy. That his young boy knows where the money's hidden. So basically, Robert Mitchum sees an opportunity, goes and tracks down the widder.
1: Yeah, Chilly Winters.
0: Yeah. And she's incredible (laughs) in this movie. She's always so good back then. She's great.
1: She was really sad because she really... She was trying to be independent, but there was so much social pressure to get married and need to find a man. And she goes, "I don't want a husband." It's like, "No, you need a man." And it's like it was a really kind of creepy. And she falls
2: you know, for him attitude. in like two seconds, or oh. or you know, and then like you know, yeah. even to you know, you know, going against his her kids, you know, yeah. it's just crazy, yeah. you know, like
0: her character go go reminded for the me
1: with love hate on his knuckles. Right, <laughs> this guy was <with laughs> like, not a good with idea. a past. Yes
0: but she her character in this reminds me of the character she played in Lolita she's just this pathetic yeah just led around by people you know and but she um she is really good in this where she she kind of reluctantly falls for robert mitchum's charm and the other town folk keep telling her, you know, he's a great man. He's just such a good person. He's a preacher,
2: especially the uh, the 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 couple at the ice cream shop, Spoons, which is yeah. a very sort of like, you know, modern. You know, yeah. then I found that their last name was Spoon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what a cool name yeah <laughs> I, was like, I was like so it's very much like a you know silver lake uh you know yeah. ice cream place yeah exactly but uh, <laughs> but she uh, you know the mrs spoon was just awful oh in she's this an, movie she's oh, vile, terrible yeah you know um
0: and the the affectations that that actress she's a really great character actress but her the way she talked was was so funny though I can't even imitate it, but she she just has this really weird sing-song kind of voice, mm-hmm. the way she does her lines with this, this weird, almost like she's singing. But it is kind of a Southern-style affectation that she had, you know, the way she would emphasize certain words, and it's fun to hear it. You don't hear a lot of people talking like that anymore.
2: Well, the movie is shot very interestingly to me. It has very yeah. sort of impressionistic, a lot of shadows, very film noir. Weird aerial shots, obviously shot from like a plane. They're like, you know, just odd things to see in a yeah, movie at that time period. like
1: flat backdrops with like cut out black and white houses uh, yeah, that aren't even real. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool effect I though, you think. That. It doesn't look cheap, it looks really stylized.
2: There's like. the shot of him and the horse, you know, and it's like, that is like mm-hmm. a painting or something. Yeah. And it was just really interesting. And some of the shots of the river, where they're floating down the river, I said, does that? that real i mean like i know and they kept showing all these shots
1: of animals like yeah. you know, like it's so idyllic and like eden like you know <laughs> you know what i watching. thought
0: the impression i got from that style the that impressionistic style was that this story is told and even the way the characters are they seem a little exaggerated and some of the some of the scenes in it you imagine being the way a child would imagine things and i think it's told from the perspective of the children and i think i have a feeling that charles lawton made this film and he wanted it to look like what the children were seeing and imagining yeah. because the way the city looks it's not perfectly defined and the way the people act and the way they talk to each other is sort of simplified there's a there's an interesting sort of um simple way that these people interact with each other. a well,
2: Lillian Gish's character, you know, later in the movie, she's just talking to herself cons- constantly, yeah. sort of like, yeah, just sort of running off and and you know, kind of going off on tangents. Yeah. It was just strange, you know.
0: And the way the film starts with her floating head in yeah. space with the little children around her and she's telling Bible stories and and the little kids are listening and it's it's just i think it's a chi- a childlike movie not a childish movie but a kind of a childlike impression of what children would see if something really horrible were happening they wouldn't they wouldn't see this super realism version of it they'd maybe see it in terms of symbols and things like that like this guy riding his his little pony down the side of the river singing singing amazing grace or whatever he's singing yeah and hearing his voice and seeing his shadow on the wall you know these these scary things that children imagine you know
2: or this there's a scene where at the end where lillian gish has the gun you know and yeah he, he kind of runs away into the barn but he's still like it's screaming this yeah
1: like, <laughs> like, it is
0: a like, weird, weird moment <laughs> weird choice comedic. yeah,
2: yeah you know there's a couple of comedic scenes there's another yeah. scene where like I, um Mr. Spoon, like, uh, you know, says, you know, let's have a nip or something. He, t- he takes a nip and it's very comically done right. for a laugh.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: I actually laughed. I said, like yeah. vaudeville
0: style <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs>
1: and I was like, that's just
0: a strange choice.
1: And yet this super dark stuff, like when he, you know, seduces Shelley Winters and, you know, trying to sort of say, you know, be pious and, and you'll see God's light if you marry me. And she kind of falls for it and thinks she's going to be, you know forgiven for all of her sins for basically just being a woman basically. right yeah so he you know gets her to marry him and then she, he won't sleep with her and then he oh. makes her feel ashamed for yeah. like wanting to and oh. he's all looking at her going Oh look at yourself death.
0: in the mirror yeah, yeah it's
1: just totally awful awful oh. human and so then when he finally he just can't wait any longer he just murders her in her bed yeah but yeah. that scene when he disposes of the body oh. he puts oh, it in the, the river oh. with the car that still has haunted me my yeah. whole life of her That's sitting in the car scene. with her hair like flowing in the in the current with seaweed and she's just sitting in the car Oh my and god! And she's beautiful. It's like the
0: she's in her. You know, that's like the most beautiful she's ever been in her life. Now, you know, it's like,
1: I love it sitting there, and all of a sudden you see this little fishing line come down with a worm on it. It's kind of dangling around. Right, like, what is happening? And then
2: Uncle Bertie looks. He's, he can yeah. see the. See yeah, the bar right there. It. Like it's only like five feet deep. Right
1: or yeah. ten feet deep. And then he goes, yeah. "Well, I can't say anything
0: because like, they're Why? going to blame <laughs> me." What?
2: No. What? I said, Bertie, come on,
1: come on. So <laughs> no one knows where she is because dumbass won't tell them.
2: And there's a weird thing too, also about the time, like when this took place. Obviously, it's in the, maybe the 20s or 30s because there are cars. Yeah. But it feels a lot older. Yeah. It feels like it's from the 19th century or something. So. I could
1: almost see them riding horses in that movie. <laughs> Just, well, he, he does. He does. But he has a normal mode of transportation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he starts off with his little car yeah. driving along down the yeah. down the, the road, car. where he's talking about, you know, talking to the Lord.
1: Yeah.
2: I just think there's interesting choices, direction, lighting, acting. That just made it offbeat and different and really It's
0: exaggerated. It's kind of got that impressionistic, you know, American impressionism kind of thing. Yeah. That Grant Wood, you know, like a Grant Wood painting, you know, like American Gothic kind of feeling to it. Where I think that sort of rolling countryside and like what Kathy was saying about the cutout houses, it, it... that sort of Americana
2: or Lillian Gish's house you know the yeah when they're all picking the, the vegetables that's like out of yeah exactly out of Grant Wood yeah uh, but I like the contrast
1: well. too like this female character here's this woman who's taking care of these kids who you know everyone's poor and these kids kind of just wander to her property because they're probably not being taken care of or they're not being fed and so they probably
0: happened a lot a
1: lot all these poor kids she kind of was like well here's another one yep. And she was so strong And so great And then you compare that To the contrast Of like Shelly Winters Who basically sold out Her kids to this horrible right. man <laughs> Right Because she thought She had to And because she was lonely And she didn't know what to do And so she marries this horrible person and she gets murdered and you feel like she wasn't looking out for her kids when she did that. No. I mean, well, she the she was first checked out.
0: The first guy she married is a Another bank criminal. robber.
1: <laughs> I mean, she was the worst. There's
2: also that shot where, you know, they run away and the two kids come up to some other woman's house and then she's handing out potatoes. Yes. yes, you're, you're the pot- and, and they just eat them. And, yeah. And they, 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 they get a here, the potato each. What happened to your ki- uh, your parents? They're dead. Ah, oh, get oh, out of here. Yeah. yeah. That was like, was whoa, so that's sad. so rough. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, you know.
1: Oh, it was so good but I loved seeing the, the different styles you know the different ways they were approaching women in that
0: yeah it is interesting it's interesting to to watch the the character types in this because it's so st- stagey in a way mm-hmm. too and you have I think like Mark was saying there's the, the these little comedy elements in there yeah and I think in the old days of stage which Charles Lawton I mean this is the only film that Charles Lawton made but he directed a lot of stage he did a lot of Plays, And I think the old style of the kind of entertainment plays, you know, the kind of things that people would just go to for entertainment, you know, not for not so much for the, the the literature of of the stage, but just for the entertainment. They would do that. They would have a play that would have, you know, the the drama and it would but it would also have to have a little bit of humor and it would also have to have some music and it would need to have this and this. And this, the film kind of has that feel to it. Like it's, yeah. it's got a little bit of comedy, it has a little bit of this, and it also has those stagey, stagings of scenes where you see something in the foreground, something in the background that could have been done with reflections and shadows on a on a stage.
2: Yeah, yeah especially the, the ones with the fro- you know the frog or the yes. rabbit, right? And then like the the, the out barn slash house. And
1: then there's you know, like so those like, heartbreaking scenes, like. Where they're having the Christmas, like they're all giving a present. And yeah. the little boy is like, wait. We're giving presents. Like yeah. do So he goes and he just finds like an, an yeah. apple. Or right. Something, and I he know. wraps it in like a napkin and goes, here's my present for oh, you. No. And she opens it and, it and makes it like so it's the biggest deal. You. Like this is the most beautiful present ever. It was so heartbreaking.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> she knows that it was, it was the thought. Yeah, his it was heart.
1: So She's just that kind of woman. And it was so different from the bankrupt characters. These kids have been around their
0: whole lives. Yeah. <laughs> now, finally, she's the first real yeah. human that they've ever encountered.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's one story point that I didn't understand. I Maybe you can help me out with it At the Man. end When um, You know there's that lynch mob They're all right. And they're all like mad At Lillian Gitch's character Yeah Yeah What was that about You know like They're like oh, like They're like You know they're trying to bang into her Like where, where she is with the kids And they take off And I don't understand The spoons of course You know Mrs. Yeah. Spoon was leading the way They wanted to like lynch her Oh uh. As opposed to lynching uh, You know uh, Harry Powell you know, Robert Mitchum's character I didn't get that unless I totally missed it. There was something I was like, why are they mad at that? I feel
0: like I don't remember that either as far as like how that happened. But yeah, it's, did they think that she killed Chilly no, winters, or um,
2: or maybe that they still believe him and that he was somehow framed or something, right? Something and she like was the,
0: the one that tried to kill him or I frame don't know. him. It's or just something, something I'll have to
2: look at it again. But I was just like, huh, that's kind of a left. Yeah,
1: I think, know, they think they were wanting to believe the preacher. Yeah. Okay, and I think they they thought she was somehow trying to frame him for something. Yeah, who
0: knows what he told them? You know,
1: yeah, because he was very charming. Yeah, yeah I don't I know what the so. why they thought that was charming because <laughs> he was not charming. He was super smarmy and gross, but. <laughs> I I grew
0: up with people who would have thought that was charming Uh, and that style. You know, I used to, you know, every once in a while, just for, I guess, for entertainment purposes, we'd go to those tent revivals out on the edge of town, out past Capitol Circle, you know. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, they were burning records and burning pop records and things. And we would listen to these preachers and we'd look at these people that were just in love with them. And when you look at these guys, these sweaty preachers up there in their threadbare suits and the stuff they're saying is just so inane and so obviously a con and like there's a little
1: story about the love and hate hand yeah <laughs> the yeah struggle.
0: and they That's love so that story scary. i mean he's just basically holding he's got one hand that has a tattoo that says hate and the other hand has a tattoo that Guess says love and he does this little routine where his hands grip each other and he's he's sort of like arm wrestling with himself and he's like old old love is down almost down but mr hate is coming back and and he's fighting to. and they, then he goes oh and love wins and everybody's sh- clapping and they're like i've never heard it told better preacher <laughs> i
1: love how when you first see him do it it's kind of charming and kind of like, wow that's really cool then they show him <laughs> trying to do it again later and it's like so bad and yeah like, no yeah. one's yeah. buying this yeah. dude seriously but that's the
0: kind of stuff those little simple stories that yeah. you'd hear these preachers telling people and they would all just be looking at him like they're so in love and it I don't know it's I don't people want to hear those kind of simple stories like that I guess yeah. and
1: children in peril stories
0: but Robert Mitchum is just so perfect and for the that. film
1: this looks he looks so good in black and white yeah it's like yeah. porcelain those,
0: yeah. his eyes and yeah. his hair black, you know, he's hair. Just, black hat yeah, yeah. another yeah. film that he was in that was remade um, by Martin Scorsese with uh, Robert De Niro but the original version i think i like the original version better of cape fear cape yeah. fear yeah yeah robert mitchum plays plays the um max cady max cady why do, why do you like it better <laughs> i think because it's more stripped down and more real i don't know i think robert de niro i love robert de niro but i thought his character was just a little bit not as believable or not as threatening because he was a little bit too exaggerated mm-hmm. it, and it seemed like it seemed like Scorsese was trying to go for a little bit of a surreal vibe to it you know but the um
1: and I, I don't know if it's because De Niro's been in too many movies or something right but you, you know when you see him I feel like I'm just seeing De Niro kind of playing a riff and he's funny to me to watch and he wasn't scary because I'm just seeing Robert De Niro he's, yeah. la- he's laughing he's over, too big
2: overly loud and like prob- problem yeah, child it's it's and just,
0: it's just like right yeah. and
1: goofy you know yeah
0: and it's, he's not, he's not quite as, as intimidating or, and threatening as Robert Mitchum is in Cape Fear yeah. when you, and, and also there's a, there's this in both of them, of course, but Robert Mitchum's sort of perverse edge, you know, with the daughter and that whole thing where he's, that is underplayed in the older one, of course, yeah. and it, it works better. I think interesting the, the, the your imagination is kind of letting you wonder what's going on between them, and and just that stuff out in the water, you know, out in the out in the swamps, you know, they're trying to hide from him, and he figures out where they are, and, you and know. he just
1: has sort of a I don't know quieter kind of menace. I don't. Whereas well, Nara was a little more showy. Like I feel like he was more like this. Like what's going on with this I
2: think guy? I also a bigger. Hulkier imposing figure And Robert De Niro just isn't I mean he plays big but
0: Well thing is you know if you were to call the, If you were in the original film and you called the police About Robert Mitchum the police Might show up and Robert Mitchum might be able To convince the police that you're the bad guy But I don't think that uh, Robert De Niro could do that everybody the police Would show up and it's like okay obviously You're the bad guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) Obviously you're the you know and the And this guy that you're tormenting Is the good guy yeah but the way the, the original film is set up was you can kind of imagine, you know, as Gregory Peck, right? Yeah. Nicest, yeah. nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And you can, you can kind of imagine that, that uh, Robert Mitchum's character would be so charming that he'd be able to convince everybody that, you know, lovable Gregory Peck was the bad guy.
1: <laughs> so basically, Mitchum is stalking the attorney and his family, the guy who put him in jail. Yeah. That's the basic breakdown of what this is. And he starts harassing the whole family, not just the attorney, right? Oh yeah. He's
0: he's menacing them. Yeah. It's a good word for it. He just, he's just there and shows up and suddenly he's there again. And you know, shows up outside this place and shows up over here and
1: put in jail for rape. Pleasant.
0: (laughs) He's a bad guy and he just, I think he. I think the idea is too that he enjoys, you know, tormenting people, killing yeah. dogs. Don't hear that, yep. like Darwin. Don't, <laughs> Darwin. I Darwin was like, a, what?
1: He's like, comes over and like, it's okay. <laughs> I
0: know.
1: I don't like it when animals get killed in movies, even if it's you know you don't really see too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, Robert Mitchum could play those parts. You know, he could play those roles of the of yeah. this people that were, you know, you can imagine where some people would buy his routine. Of, yeah. You know, I'm.
1: The charming psychopath That people go Well It's it's so cool Sometimes they elect a president Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Some people do buy it
0: (laughs) But what other What other Robert Mitchum movies Can you think of How about later ones Can you think of ones Where he was uh, In color
1: Well He was in Cape Fear
0: Yes, but Kathy, we know that We've been talking about that the whole episode
1: No, not that, Kate Fear I mean, the new one was Robert De Niro
0: Oh, the new one? You he mean the one that, that was made in 1991? Yes <laughs> That's an old movie. <laughs> that's ancient. <laughs> that's, that's not new. That's our new release. It's just yeah. in
1: color. Now we're breaking it down to color or black and white.
0: Yeah.
2: But Gregory but, Peck was also in the uh, Scorsese version. Playing. That's I, I right. believe the judge that puts Katie away. See,
1: that's pretty I cool. I
2: think. Or maybe that's he was right. a lawyer was. or something like that.
0: Because uh, Robert Mitchum played a lieutenant. He played a police officer.
2: Scorsese in, ever the film, you know ultimate film fan yes. wanted yeah. to you know, pay homage to those guys and put them in, that. Put him in well, it must movie. have been
0: great to work with them you know when you look at Scorsese he's worked with so many classic people so like compose. You know, you know Bernard Herman even he's worked with he's <laughs> so
2: amazing yeah.
1: well imagine like here's Scorsese he got to be in one movie with Robert De Niro Rick Gregory Peck and Robert Mitchum In the same movie, he got to do that. That's That's why it would be great to be a famous filmmaker because you could accomplish that. (laughs) You get all those people to agree.
0: But a lot of those stars, you know, a lot of these old um, actors from that era. I remember when I first started working in the industry, you would sometimes come across people who had worked on films from this era and from the from the forties, even forties and fifties and sixties. You could still come across people like old timers on the crew when I was young and there was these old guys on the crew and you could get them to tell you these stories about working with people like Robert De Niro, you know, like uh, not Robert De Niro, but uh, Robert Mitchum. And I remember speaking to, speaking to some guys about it. You know, they had worked on film noir movies and fil- you know, like uh, Lawrence Tierney. Remember mm-hmm. yeah, him? Yeah. sure. He was uh, My
1: way or the highway <laughs> <Right. Little laughs> reservoir dogs yeah. trivia for you.
0: Yeah. But he was in some great film noir things, and and like Robert Robert Mitchum, I think Lawrence Tierney was in, you know, not quite as high profile as Robert Mitchum, but he had that personality, had that quality to him where um, you kind of feel like, I know he's an actor but I really don't want to meet this guy in real life.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a little scary. So he was a tough guy. I mean, he got into some scrapes. I think he got arrested a yes. few times. And he used to
0: brag. Like, I, I hung out with him a bit and yeah. drove him to work and home a couple times, but he, at that
1: bar Bordner's, in Bordner's Hollywood, you know, the yeah. classic Bordner's, but,
0: but he, was he was a staple there. There were other friends of mine who got involved a lot more deeply with him than I did, but I kind of got a taste of it. Cause he, he was, um, you know, he had, sort of call up and want you to give him a ride somewhere, you know, and you get the feeling with him. Like, I can only imagine what this guy was like when he was younger, because even when he was an old guy, he was, he was trouble, man. Was kind of scary. <laughs> he was, get he, was you. Intense. He,
2: had, he had a bit, a bit part in a, believe it or not, Seinfeld. Yeah. He played Elaine Bennis's father. And, That's right. Uh, oh, wow. And Jerry Seinfeld and George were afraid of him. They, <laughs> yeah. They, they were like, perfect. what do we do? He goes, we're gonna t- we're gonna tell him that we're frightened and we have to leave. Right.
0: <laughs> well, he gave me a couple of looks a couple of times when I'd ask a question. You know, I was always trying to dig him for questions about the movies he was in because I, I, you know, he was in so many classics, film noir classics. And I'd ask him questions and I'd say, "Well, what was it like working with so and so?" And he would just he'd just turn and look at you with this face. I mean, he's an old guy, and I can imagine what it, what that must have been like coming off the face of a thirty something year old you know, he's a big bruiser of a guy yeah. and he could burn a hole in you with his eyes.
1: <laughs> he kind of reminded me of Michael Chiklis. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Really big stout, very serious, kind of scary dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But those guys are, are not around anymore. You know, you can't really find anybody like Lawrence tier. I mean, the idea of hanging out with Larry Tierney was cool. It was fun. I wish I'd spent more time with him. I know yeah. friends of mine who did, but I just, I mean, I, you know,
2: that was the magic time that you know the 80s and 90s where they were still alive and they weren't yeah. working so they were still sort of peripheral yeah and i'm sure there are actors like that now that you could still see yeah. in around hollywood but it's just it's but from diff- the 70s now they would be 70, like people yeah. from <laughs> yeah somebody from uh
0: you know cuz we ran into i mean there's people like we were at uh, a nursery one day and all oh, right Roddy mcdowell wanted our cart he wanted our push cart and he was uh, wearing
1: a red head to toe red um, jogging outfit.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: And was I've, he
0: very pleasant? Very, nice. very nice. Yeah. And I even, I even fanned out a little bit. I yeah, said, we got a little uh, fanny on it. I said, I just watched Legend of Hell House recently. I really liked that movie so much. And and he just sort of smiled very politely, and he said, Oh, I like that one too. That's pretty crazy. That's a. What did he say? This He's is, really gracious. About that's a it. pretty crazy movie. I yeah. Mean,
1: They seemed really charming. Like, really?
0: He's like Peter Vincent
1: from uh, Fright Night. Hey, (laughs) speaking, we should cover that movie. We
0: will. Let's do a Fright Night episode. We're
1: going to do Fright Night, Rodney McDowell.
2: The Todd Holland, or Tom Holland. Oh, another one of those directors
1: we seem to mention all the time. Tom Holland,
2: exactly. (laughs) Tom
1: Holland. Uh,
0: But you know what I was going to say about these old timers that you don't see around anymore, that I used to run across every once in a while when I was younger in the business, now I'm the old timer in the business <laughs> no. and there's people, there's like young people that come up to me and they're talking to me about, wow, what was it like working? You know, what was it like to work on that movie that I grew up with? And i and you're like God. I am really old right well, now you Just give him a Larry Your
2: best Lawrence Tierney yes.
0: stare Yeah Just a <laughs> hole Now I know what that look meant I know what Larry was I know what Larry was thinking When he looked at me like that When I would ask Punk him like, What it was like working on a You know Born to kill or something Wow It must have been cool Working on a film noir movie Mr. Tierney <laughs>
1: like, Old timer
0: Yeah Leave me alone <laughs> Yeah you know. Get out Shut. of here kid um, bother me <laughs> He used to brag That his arrest record Was longer than Dillinger's And yeah. you know Dillin- He played Dillinger's Dillinger and Dillinger, and he used to constantly say, "Yeah, my arrest record's longer than his. That's pretty cool. <laughs> longer rap sheet than John Dillinger. That's a tough dude. Yeah, yeah. that's you know. something to brag about. Yeah, he's not eating peanut butter pretzels. <laughs> but those people, they're just they're just not around anymore. No, no. They're
1: not. But you
0: got to experience it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Robert Mitchum Never got to meet Robert Mitchum No it would have been cool <laughs> But he's check out his films
2: he's You can still his, see him In movies He's done plenty
1: Oh
0: he's done Some great stuff You know when you look At his list of films Scrooge. Of Robert Mitchum <laughs> There's a huge list Of films that he did In the 40s And you scroll down And it's a, Here's another huge list Of films that he did In the 50s And then you scroll down To the 60s The 70s The 80s The 90s He, he worked up Until the end Yeah
1: That's, that's the ideal
0: Yeah and I think he enjoyed it. it really and he was, was respected. Interviews that you read with him, he yeah, seems yeah. to have really loved it.
1: Yeah, it was very cool. Great but, movies again.
0: But that's our Robert Mitchum episode. A cool little tribute to <laughs> Robert Mitchum. Supposedly a
2: cool guy, too, in real life.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what i Don't heard, hear anything
1: so. bad about him. that I know of, anyway. And
0: so in a tribute to one of his other great films, Thunder Road, we'll just have a... A, another toast a little with toast our toast
1: with our what was the whiskey of the day we do, which one are we doing today we're doing Colorado uh, is, again uh, Mad, Dog, uh,
2: Mad, Mad Dog 2020 Mad
0: Dog 2020 homemade <laughs> moonshine <laughs> well thanks
2: for listening again everyone out there and yeah check us out on social networking
1: email us
0: follow us on Go- the Twitter,
2: Go- <laughs> Google Plus Facebook Instagram Twitter hashtag Cinema Podcast Cinemando Podcast Cinemando pod Cinemando right
0: for, pod for
1: pod I... Be part of our pod <laughs> And watch movies Watch lots of movies
0: Become a pod person That's another one We'll come to yeah. in, the, in the future We'll talk Definitely. about uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers But And
1: tell us What you want us to talk for about For now right, We're
0: going right. to sign off Bye <laughs> Take care See ya Take it easy Cinemando signing off